Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all things Lady Aguilas. I'm going to be previewing this upcoming semifinal match that they're going to be going up against Rayadas on Friday and Monday, a two-legged series that we hope that the ladies are more than capable of coming away with a victory and stamping a ticket into the final. And today, joining me to help preview all these things is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, my friend, how are we? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, Ivan. Um, excited, but also nervous for these upcoming matches. How are you feeling? Uh, same as you. Same as you. Excited, a little bit nervous. Um, but after seeing what these ladies have been capable of doing throughout this whole series, um, you know, just the Guardianes and in the playoffs so far, I think that we have a good shot at, you know, potentially beating Rayadas and then stamping our ticket into the final, like I said previously. But, I mean, so much will be riding on what these ladies are capable of doing in the first game. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's going to be really fun to see these two clash with each other again like they like last time in the 2019 Apertura. So it's going to be pretty fun. I know you definitely have some stats for us coming up later in regards to that game itself. But let's just start off and let's preview the upcoming match, which is Friday. Actually, tomorrow, if you guys are watching this live or listening to this, this game is going to be Friday at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 5 central, 10 eastern, and uh, no, excuse me, not 10, 6 eastern. I'm already losing myself all over the place. Uh, but AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but this game should be live via Tuda N. Yes, it is Tuda N USA. And if you don't happen to catch it on Tuda N on your TV, you can also watch it on Facebook on America Feminine's um, fan page on um, Facebook. Alrighty, so America Family's Facebook is officially the place to go if you are not going to be in front of a TV like I won't be because of work, of course. But we're excited and we're ready to go. And you guys don't miss any of the live coverage that we're going to be having over on our Twitter accounts. Make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll have you guys covered with all things Lady Aguilas for tomorrow's game and Mondays as well. All right, AJ, let's talk a little bit more about what these ladies can expect or what more, more or less so what can we expect from the ladies coming into this first matchup we went off a really good series against Chivas although we kind of left it a little bit uh, a little bit scary at the end but how do you think these girls are coming into this one and and, and kind of like you know what is the vibe right now in Guapa? Vibe is pretty good right now just to see in training everyone's at hard at work they got to train at the Azteca which is a great thing because the ladies are going to be playing at the Estadio Azteca against um Rayadas tomorrow so it's really good they even got a visit from Emilio Azcaraga so it's always to have his presence right there to see the women's team training. That's got to give them a lot of confidence. And as well, you're coming off of beating your rivals in the first and the first um uh, leg of the um of the Liguilla. So it's pretty nice to see that they beat Chivas in the quarterfinals, and now they're gonna play against Rayada, which is a team they have played against before last time that they played in the Liguilla. So. Although it's pretty good. I feel like America for me, they're coming into this one pretty confident if I say so myself. Yeah, definitely. And that's a pretty good way to come to come into this game. And I mean, what better way? You just mentioned it right now, but it doesn't get any more official than the boss himself coming down and saying, Hey, good luck. But know that you're know, know what you're representing. I'm pretty sure he came went out there. There's a picture of him kind of talking to the ladies. Um, how, how do you think that conversation went? 
it must have went pretty well because you know you don't see every day that the boss just you know makes his way down to the Azteca or that we see any kind of footage of him by him. he's probably just saying to the ladies that I'm really proud of what you have done sure we know what happened with the men's team but you you're presenting the institution really well you've beaten Chivas and you're gonna and you're only just a couple games away from the final so keep your head into the game play every single game as if it was your last for this club sure defend the team team's colors with everything you got. And by doing so you can get the victory and you can do anything that you can to get that title. No. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think that um, that conversation definitely had to be a little bit inspirational for everyone on, on the team. Um, I can only imagine what Escarga was saying, right? Like, Go out there, score some goals, break some legs if you need to, but make sure you uh, end up getting your ticket into the final. And we'll talk about exactly how the ladies have to play in order to get to the final. So we know that the home advantage is going to be a great one because we're going to have the Azteca finally for the ladies to play in. Um, I mean, AJ, talk to me a little bit more about America Femenil and how they should more likely line themselves up in the first game. And then we'll talk a little bit more about tactics. Ever, um, you want me to say what the lineups or just... Yeah, yeah. We'll start off. Um, just give us our your predicted lineup of what most likely they will uh, end up going with, and uh, just we'll go off from that. Perfect. For my um expected lineup, I got a four four two formation as they usually been going with. I had goalkeeper Nata Mascherelli starting. Our back four to be consisted of Selena Valera at the left back position. Two strikes is be Ana Gavin, Justin Orejel. We're gonna have as a right back Monica Rodriguez in the midfield. We're gonna be center midfielders and. And Cascuevas. On the left, it's going to be Monse Hernandez. On the right, it's going to be Hannah Gutierrez. And your two forwards up front are going to be Marlene Campa and Dani Espinosa. Definitely. Okay. I like that formation. That's exactly kind of what we went with uh, in the past series against Chivas. And I think that this formation uh, and these players are finally gelling and clicking. And they have some momentum, right? And I've said it time and time again, and I'll repeat myself that Aliguia is basically that momentum. You know, run with it if you have it use it, um, and, and just continue to find that groove. And I think that's exactly what this team has. It's starting to find said groove. Um, and, and I think the only real worry that me and you have, AJ, at this moment is that defense. And maybe sometimes a little bit that midfield, but most mostly the defense. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, um, I mean, overall, if if Cuellar does end up putting this formation out out there, I mean, I, I don't think there's any anybody out there that would maybe bat an eye or even want to change anything. Yeah, no, really? I mean, the only thing you can maybe consider maybe cha- um, changing from the lineup is a left back at Selena Valer. You could put Jimena Rios because she probably should be coming back. And then if you do want, you cut substitute Eva Gonzalez out for Vero Perez, who has been back into training again with the wins. But at the same time, you kind of don't want to ruin any kind of chemistry because this is the line we've essentially been running with the, the last couple of games, and it has done us um good. But sure, as you mentioned before, Ivan, it's just defense. They're going to need to be slightly careful because, as you saw earlier, in that Chivas match, we were up 2-0, and then silly defensive mistakes ended up costing us two goals, which is something you definitely don't want to do against a Rayada side that has really been deadly throughout the entire um, season. So that's something we would need to be careful of. In midfield, I'd say we're good for the most part. Just make sure we can connect our passes together because that's mostly important. We really don't want to be losing the ball into the midfield because the Rayada's got on that counterattack. It isn't going to be looking good for America Feminine. Definitely. And I want to pose a question to everyone watching this or everyone listening to this and let us know who who has been the player that has had the most outstanding past couple of games for America and who 
is going to be the player that needs to show up in this series against Rayadas for America to stamp their ticket into the final. AJ, that question goes for you as well. And I'll, I'll, I'll get your answer a little bit later on down uh, down the road in the show. I just want to be you know open the question up to our listeners and our viewers because I'm interested to see whether or not uh, some of the players that I have in mind will be the same that maybe you have or maybe that the rest of our uh, audience has as well. But AJ, you just mentioned that the defense has to be crucial, has to be as... Um, as, as concentrated as possible and we mentioned that uh one player that has had one amazing spectacular season is Renata Maciarelli and it's no question no doubt that she's definitely going to be just as busy as this game as she has in the prior matches I mean at this point uh sometimes it feels like it's Renata Maciarelli plus 10 whenever we are are going up against some of these rivals but how do you um how do you go about it uh if you're Renata Maciarelli how would you go about it and kind of lining up your defense and saying okay ladies look we know we've, we've we've had some good solid matches, but we haven't really been able to keep consistent clean sheets time and time again. How would you kind of manifest to them and say, okay, we know that the importance of this match is walking away with a clean sheet. How would you go then and say, you know, this is how we line up. This is how we're going to go about it. This is how we're going to keep Rayadas out of our, our goal. Really? It's just for first match, it's all about the communication. Always yell to your defenders. If they're seeing there's a spot completely open where Arayadas player can get up front, whoever that may be, yell at that player, look right there, come back, or go forward, or challenge it, or don't challenge it. It's one of those things where Renata Maxeri would need to communicate because there has been instances where I feel like any goalkeeper that has played for America Finney along with their defense, it seems like there there seems to be some kind of communication issue, whether it's coming from a set piece or if it's just the defense just being clobbered all over the place. Because as you see, if you're a goalkeeper and all your defenders are completely covered with a ball at, I mean, for the defenders, it may look good, but for the goalkeepers, bad. Because if that player happens to get a shot off, the goalkeeper's going to have a tough time trying to figure out where that ball is coming from, whether it's going to be top left, the bottom, top right, to um bottom, wherever that may be. So I think it's really for Masha Ali just having to communicate with her defense and just telling players to know your areas and know what you need to do. If you feel like you cannot really chase that player down, ask your defender if you need help. But at the same time, if the said defender is going to be going out, Masha is going to need to tell that other player, come right, come right into that spot to fill that in. Because you never want to leave an open spot in case you need to double team. You kind of always want to have a, that other spot that is not being occupied, occupied by someone else. Where that can be a mid, like a center defense in midfield, as you see sometimes with Vero Perez, who she would come down into the box to help out, or Eva Gonzalez. I feel like this is the case where Renata is going to need to communicate. And I feel like she really isn't one when you see her conceding goals. She doesn't get that frustrated, but it's one of those instances where she should just talk to him, like, clap her hands, like, come on, like, stop out of it, let's get right back into it. So just for her, really, staying calm and collected, but at the same time, if you need to give feedback to your defenders, give them the feedback that's needed, whether it's telling them you're being a bit, you're being, you're a bit all over the place, try to fix that up, or if they're telling there's a spot that's always constantly being left open, but, like, nothing happens there, just tell them, look at that spot, be careful, because... That spot's open for too much. It might bite you back at some point later on down the road against Rayadas. Yeah, and I think you mentioned that you know this team is going to be under a lot of firepower. Um, they're, they're going to be under kind of a, a bit of scrutiny from this Rayada side because we know how good they are. Uh, we know that they're capable of creating chances, and this is a team that's capable of being able to you know make something happen and find a goal inside the box. Where they're you know more than capable of you know shooting from 18, 25 yards out. So. 
I know you have quite the stat to give us in regards to Rayadas. I know in the last game that they had, they had uh, a lot of shots and a lot of shots on target as well. So, you know, how, how, talk to me a little bit more about Rayadas and then, you know, their kind of effectiveness in front of goal. Just this Rayada squad, it's really scary just looking at it. They got they got forwards that can essentially score at any given point. There's even players who can even go on the wing and they will still score. He goes, you got like that um Diana Evangelista, Christina Birkenrod, Monica Monsevais. All these players um two of these players are almost at the are one of them is at double digits, the other she's almost close to hitting double digits at this point. It's really scary to what this offense could do. A sideline that they had from the last game they played against Pumas. They beat them 4-0 after tying their first game 1-1 against them in the first leg. They had 21 shots, and 13 of those 21 shots were on target. They were essentially as if they were in training, just having a go at their goalkeeper and tell them, okay, I'm going to shoot, try to catch this. If you don't, try again. But for Pumas, it wasn't the case. They were getting scored on left and right. So just hearing stat lines like that, that's pretty scary. And not to mention... Some of the midfielders, they're also capable of trying to score goals, too. You got like players like Diana Garcia, Yamil Franco. They're capable of doing that, too. And in defense, you got players like Monica Flores and Rebecca Bernan. And Rebecca Bernan, that's a player I feel like everyone would know in the Liga MX. He's um, feminine. She's a defender who can go up and also score goals. She can score crazy long shots. But if it's a penalty at any given point, expected to take that 99.9% out of 100%. She's gonna hit, she's gonna score that penalty. So it's just it's really scary seeing that how every player in this Monterrey squad are pretty much capable of scoring goals, and at the same time they're also capable of playing their positions. Midfielders are gonna pass, they're gonna dribble. Some midfielders are gonna defend in defense. They're usually gonna be going up. They can defend the ball, but some of these players they'll catch you by surprise. You might see Bernard probably up at midfield or even up front at the pitch, just having a shot right on Renata Mache, which is something you definitely don't want to have because I feel like that's one of the things with this Rayada side. They score a lot, but with some of these goal scores, it comes by surprise to who's scoring them. But for the most part, I feel like it's really being careful about their front three, which is you have players like Christian Birkenrode, Diana Evangelista, Monica Monsevais, or Daniela Solis. And these players, they're pretty, they're really deadly at any given point. You see, you have, If you give them the ball at any point and the fence slacking off, they're most likely going to score the goal. And not to mention Christina Birkenrode, she was playing as, I think, as a winger in the last game. And she's like, what, 5'10"? So I would expect that our left-backs for America Femini, whether Selena Valero or Jimena Rios, they may have a tough time trying to contain Christina Birkenrode. So it's just really being careful to know what these Reyes players can do. So, I mean, it, it goes without saying that this team is definitely uh, one to look out for. I mean, there's a reason why they finish so high on the table, and there's a reason why they continuously are front runners for the league title year in and year out. They have a very good squad, but it's not to say that we are discrediting our ladies or even tossing any opportunity out the window. We're just kind of being a little bit more, we're just trying to give you guys, a, you know, kind of a realization of like this game by no means necessary will it be easy by any chance at all. Monterrey is going to come out here to win. They know. Uh, they know how to win these type of games. They've been in these situations. They understand kind of the pressure that is going to be on them. And now I think the most important part is that the ladies go up there and match the level of intensity, match kind of the athleticism and everything that is going to be, you know, 
being out outputted by Rayadas. And we mentioned that the most important thing about this match, AJ, is uh, coming away with a very good result. That being a victory. I, I don't see how a how a draw even helps America. Um, I, th I think you have to be as concrete as you can in front of goal, and and we'll talk about that because I'm pretty sure you know some of these uh, some of these ladies will definitely have their chance in front of goal, and they they're gonna have to be clinical. Um, I I don't see how Rayadas gives us more than maybe four or five opportunities, and within those chances, we just have to make one of those go in. Um, and like we like we mentioned prior to this, our defense has to be as tight and as rock solid as possible. You just mentioned that stat; it's a crazy stat: 21 shots and 13 of those being on target. I mean, that's what. That's more than half of their shots being on target. So they, we know that they, we know that they have an eye for goal, and that is to say the least about this right side. So I think it's just, and, and I'm pretty sure the ladies are very much aware of this. But you know, you, you see everything that's going on in around the training, uh, and, and you see some of the pictures, you see some of the posts by some of the so, some of these players, and you're just seeing there's an, there's this kind of belief in the air that they have this under control, that they know what is expected of them, and that they're going to go out there. And you know, prove anyone who says that they are not favorites to win this league title, you know. Um, and that's actually a really nice thing to have because it, it gives that sense of serenity, that sense of calmness. That okay, they know what they know that you know they have a big ask, they have a big task, and rightfully so. You're in the semifinals, but you have a moment to kind of immerse yourself in history, and I think that they understand this, and it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be quite quite a game tomorrow on friday um let's talk a little bit more about how these ladies have to go up and play against monterrey i mean we kind of put monterrey in this kind of pedestal of like this is a great hierarchy team with some great players which they are definitely so but they aren't unbeatable is what i'm trying to say at this point aj and looking at this right yeah, the side and, and i know you watch some of their games where do you think their biggest flaw is where do you think their biggest weakness will come from it's difficult i guess really to say it's what if it makes sense? Like when they're not in the moment, they get caught off guard because this is a Rayada side that did lose to Chivas four two in the regular season. And as people then mention, this Rayada side doesn't love that Rayada side we usually see because even meant like even before they tied up against Pumas one one in which a game that surprised everyone. Everyone simply thought that Rayas were gonna go in there and just blow Pumas right on the water and then. They get Pumas that one opportunity. They make the most out of it and score it. And then that's where others were just like, what just happened? That even caught me by surprise, too. So I think in this case, really, it's if you can frustrate Rayadas in a way they cannot get any shot or ain't, well, they'll get the shots, but they just can't get it in. You might see them get frustrated, which is a good thing because when you do have when you are frustrated at any moment, that goes for any soccer player. You may do things that you're not supposed to, where it's like you get the ball and you merely shoot the ball and not supposed to. Think a second before it's like, should I shoot it? Should I pass it? Or you get too aggressive and you're trying to go for the ball and you end up like tackling a player's leg and then that's going to give you a yellow card or worse, a red. So I feel like in this case, I feel like that's a point where it's like if Ayaz cannot get their mojo really going early on into this game, they can't get that early goal to let the floodgates open. They're going to be in a case where they're trying to constantly figure out what can they do to break it. And I feel like at that point, that's where America Femini should be taking advantage of. Remember, the last time we did play against Ayaz, it was this season. We only lost 2-1 with them, in which it caught many by surprise that America were keeping up with Ayaz. And as well, maybe we're saying America were really playing well. We were coming off of a sluggish start after drawing a couple of games against um, 
Ligia caliber sides, and we were keeping up with Zaya's side. The only left back, really, it was just the silly fouls that Janay Gonzalez committed that ended up giving um, Rayela's two penalties, which I'm sorry, Janay, I had to bring that up for that. But just, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I just feel like things like that, I feel like America knows what they have to do against um against Rayalas. If we can frustrate them to a way where they cannot figure out what to do, that's our opportunity to capitalize on that. We see if we can get a uh, through ball across anything that we can get in order to get the ball to Dennis Espinosa or Marlene Campa, give it to them. They can do something with it because I feel like Rayalas is also a side where their defense likes to go up a lot. If you can catch them out on that counterattack. It's really only a one-on-one. And we see from time to time with Dani Espinosa and Marlene Campa, when it's a one-on-one, they're most likely going to score the goal unless they got another defender accompanying the goalkeeper. So it's really trying to throw Rayadas off their game. Try to get them as frustrated early as possible. It's like, well, it, I know it sounds scary, but it's like kind of test them. We see Renata Mesherelli from time and time again making ridiculous saves left and right and she looks calm and collected like as day as of like she's not really getting so angry. I feel this is the thing. We can do that and try to get Rayadas to their breaking point and then we expose them on the defense and get on the counterattack. America family can do something about it and we can walk away with um a win in the first leg which will be a really good result for us. That definitely seems to be the case that America has to do. They have to go in there, get under the under the Rayada skin, under the under the Rayada players' skin, um, and like you mentioned, just frustrate them. You know, this team isn't unbeatable, and we've seen it, especially in the regular season. We were keeping up to them, and I think you, you failed to mention this, AJ. We could have had a couple of goals early in that game if it wasn't for some one-on-one opportunities that kind of went a little bit wide. And so, I mean, you know, if, if, like I mentioned, this is one of those games where you won't have the luxury of, of, of being able to, you know, miss those opportunities because they will come back and bite you later down the road if you don't take them. So, like I mentioned, Rayadas will give us some chances. It's just up to the ladies who have the opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I think you brought it up really good, AJ. You know, this is a team that will frustrate easily if you can, you know, get in their head a little bit. Uh, but, Let's talk a little bit about how America Feminine has to go out there and play this first game. Because I don't think that a lot of people would imagine for America to go out there, play the possessive game, uh, you know, try to take the game straight to Monterrey. I think that they're going to try to be a little bit more conservative. I feel like Coyote is going to try to just kind of uh, soak in a bit of the pressure and try to relieve it. I- I'm worried that he's going to go out and play a little bit long ball United because that's kind of seems to be the tactic sometimes when we go up against these kind of bigger rival sides, whenever we go up against the the Tigres or the so you even saw it sometimes against Chivas or even against Rayadas. There's moments in times where America forgets that this is a possession type based game where the person who has the, the more control of the ball technically usually has more of an opportunity to dictate the game. And so I think that America Feminine has to go out there and be as creative as they can be, but at the same time be um be as disciplined as you can be with the ball, move it around, pass it, you know let the Rayadas players run more than you, um, you know, stretch out the field. It's, it's the stake is pretty wide. So, you know, take, take advantage of that. I, I, I really do fear for America to just go out there and start just launching that ball forward and looking for Danny, looking for Marlene and just consistently looking for that long ball. Um, it worries me, but I mean, do you think that can pay off? 
it's one of those things where it's like you can attempt it, but if you realize it's like you're starting to make mistakes from that, like whether Rayas can take the ball away in the air and then immediately down the counterattack, that should be one of those where it's like, okay, let's not do that anymore because we don't want to overwhelm to the defense to the point where we could commit a silly foul, whether it's in the box. And this is not going to be a whole show where I talk about how the referees in the in the Liga Mekis Feminine, where some of their calls are so questionable, but it's one of those things it's like, don't commit a silly foul like that if we're seeing if we're doing making mistakes like that. But I feel like with the position like for with the um formation of a 4-4-2, it's one of those things where it's like you can attack and you could defend as well. But I feel like in this case, it's a balance between everything. As I like to usually mention before, everyone gets a touch of the ball. Get yourself accustomed with it. Like get yourself situated in the first couple of minutes and see how the thing's going. Surely it may be boring at first, but maybe that's the whole point. At some point, you're going to throw the, the Rayas players off and try to mention, are they ever going to move forward? Forget this. I'm going to just go forward and try. Maybe that's what they're going to try to do. They want to get one of their one of the Rayas key players to go up front. Then you have one of the America Feminine players in midfield. Get the ball and then try to get a string of passes going because I feel like it's really important for this midfield to get the strings of passes going. Like we see earlier on in the season, with their stats where you see America Feminine players having those passing percentages of like 80%, that's something we want to have. We get clear passes and we want to get those open opportunities, which is what we want to get from this America Feminine side. So really, I feel like it's just um, get yourself situated in the in the first couple of minutes. If we see an open opportunity, get that ball to where the opportunity is at. If it's up front, they're leaving an open space in the fence, Lob that ball, or if the or if it's the ball's in midfield, send a through ball right to and have Don and have Daniel Marlin Campa run to it because you see from time to time again we can see Daniel Espinosa just shrug off defenders like no tomorrow and just play ring around the rosy with them and then go on a one with the goalie. Whether you look then at Marlin Campa, if you make a silly mistake in defense, just like back when Claudia Sid try to pass the ball to her own goalkeeper, Marlin Campa is just gonna. Speed right through there and just get the top in. And no, with her aggression, she got that 99 aggression. She will get feisty with the defense. She'll get uh, her arm in and maybe do a little like push and then get a shot. So that's what we really want to see. If we can get ourselves situated, pass the ball around a bit, get it in midfield. If there's an opportunity for us waiting there, put that ball in there, lob it. Low pass, ground pass, whatever you need to do to get the opportunities. Because those opportunities, they may come once in a while, or we can get really lucky and Rayas are not in a great thing defense. You get all those opportunities in the world. Take the most out of it. You can get a shot on, get that shot on. If it can be a long shot, and whoever it is, whether it's Cascuevas, Dani, Monse, Hanna, Marlene, take that shot. You never know it's going to go on because we see long shots in the Liga MX from me where you think, that's not going in. Then seconds is like, oh, that's going in. Oh my God, that just went in. Just take it. You never know what's going to happen because these goalkeepers in the league, while they are good, they kind of like some kind of height where it's like they do make an attempt to get the ball, but just the ball is too far top bins where it's like, I can't do anything about it. So go in. So just take the sh- opportunities you can get. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of a re- recurring theme here in this in this episode today is taking those chances and being as clinical as you can be. Um, and you mentioned it, you know, the two the two players that are going to be up front, which is Danny and Marlene, they're going to have a crucial role. They're going to be running a lot. Um, I, I would expect one of them, if not both of them, to be subbed out later on in the game, roughly around the 80th minute. 
But um, you know, a lot a lot of what happens is going to depend on what uh, what they're capable of orchestrating up there. You know, because I feel like at times they are going to be a little bit isolated. They are going to be a little bit left alone to kind of just make some magic happen out of nothing. And we know that they're capable of doing that. And I think they understand that role just as well as anyone who can understand it. So I, I think we're in good hands in regards to that aspect. You know, Danny has to carry the, the team on, on her shoulders. She knows that she is the captain, that she has a responsibility wearing that number 10 jersey. She she understands her role perfectly. And you mentioned Marlene Campa. She's she's developed and she's grown into the role even more so uh, throughout the season. I mean, you just mentioned it, that 99 aggression. I stick to my what I said last time. She's one player I do not want to be marking because she looks like <laughs> she's definitely going to throw an elbow or two at you when the ref's not looking. Um but granted, she uh she's she's crucial to what this America side is capable of doing. And she has she has hustle, she has energy, uh, she has that determination to keep looking for the ball and keep fighting. Uh and she is not backing down out of anything. She will go for a 50-50 ball and use every sense of aggression that she has to try to win that ball. So in that aspect, I think we're pretty good hands. Let's talk a little bit about the midfield. I know we talked a little about the defense, what they need to do, and then how important the clean sheet is walking at the end of the day. And we just talked about our forwards, that they have to be clinical and they have to keep chasing that ball. And they have to sometimes make something out of nothing uh, and, and all that good stuff. Let's talk about our midfield a little bit because it's a little bit of an interesting one here. Eva Gonzalez has really grown into that center defensive mid role these past couple of games. And I mean, she had a worldie against Chivas, which uh, ultimately will then amp up her motivation and her confidence coming into this game against Rayadas. Hannah Gutierrez is another player that's looked spectacular in these last couple of games. She's definitely grown into the position and she knows what is being asked of her. And I got to admit, AJ, she surprised me. This is someone that I criticized very heavily throughout the regular season. Uh, You and me both. And she's definitely you know, taking that starting position and she's made it her own. She's done things. She's played 90 minutes and she's looked fantastic throughout these last couple of games. Um, I mean, what more can be said about Montserrat Hernandez? I mean, she is literally the lifeline of this team sometimes. Uh, and what, what she's able to, able to create, you know, is going to be important. Um, I mean, just talk to me a little bit more about this midfield. What, what, how important of a game are they going to have to have at home against Rayadas? You're playing at the Azteca for for the first time in a while. You got to train the Azteca. Sadly, yes, there's going to be no fans there. But for this midfield, they need to show out there to why Leo Cuellar chose them to be in that midfield and prove that what they can do to bring life into the midfield and the reason to why they can do any kind of pass you can give to them and they can deliver to their forwards. And if they can, get themselves a score goal. Because this midfield... While we always see changes from time to time, whether it's it's in formations or players getting injured, some of these players, for the most part, they're having they do have good games. Like you mentioned before, Hanna Gutierrez has been one that really has surprised me, and I feel like maybe this right midfield position might be the position for her. I feel like as a winger, she didn't have the cause that is needed to be of a winger, but to play in a position like in a four four two and then to fit in into the right midfield and she even see from time to time she does get herself involved in the play more from what i feel like as a wing where i feel like she doesn't have the pace to get to it so i feel like she's doing an excellent job ava gonzalez ever since vero perez really got got the um injury which now she's she's back training with the team but with ava gonzalez she's really been surprising i think she's really hit the expectation that everyone expected from her Come from St. Hall University playing college soccer, everyone had kind of had doubts like it's her first time in this league. 
she doesn't she you think she wouldn't know how this league plays out but then you're seeing she just slots into that midfield like the last um piece of the puzzle fits right in it's like okay we don't have to worry too much of an issue we even seen from time to time again she's able to provide um plays she can pass she can defend and she even she can even shoot the ball which is great Cascuevas what more can be said about her she's essentially like a hybrid play she's like she's essentially like a hybrid player she's a center attacking midfielder she's a center midfielder and at times she's even a forward who's even capable of scoring goals remember this is the position she played originally when you had that starting trio of Gas Cuevas, Dani Espinosa, and Lucero Cuevas, and she and you ever gave the ball or too much space, like kind of like Dani, she will dribble right past you and then just get a shot. And Monta Hernandez, as you mentioned, it seems like she's the heart of this midfield. Her blistering pace just going down the wing constantly, taking down defenders one by one, and then gain the cross. It always seems to connect. It's like a given. You have her taking a corner, it's going to land on someone's head or foot, and then they're going to have a shot on. But I feel like recently, her crosses haven't been the best, but then what I feel like, I think maybe that's one of the things that America Femini are trying to get away from because everyone's kind of know how America Femini kind of plays in their play style, where in midfield, it's usually give the ball a Monset, she's going to run down the wings, cross it, and find somebody. I feel like in this case, she can't do it. She's like, I'm going to run. I'm just going to do a ground pass instead. If I could see Gus or um, Ava Gonzalez supporting me, I'm going to pass it right to them. And then she's kind of like, you know what to do from there. And if anything, I will assist up front with Marlene and Dani. So that's why I like. And then when you also have the other options in midfield, whether it's Zuma Hernandez, Jim Munoz, or Zaira Moreno, they can fit in the spots pretty well. Center midfield and center defensive midfielder positions are, are pretty much secured. Jennifer Munoz, when healthy, a deadly midfield that gets essentially feel like she's like a Swiss army knife where it feels like she can just do whatever she possibly can dribble. She could run and she could shoot. Zubar Hernandez, if you really need the, um, a defensive, um, a player that was just all about defense and acting like as a fifth defender, you could put her right in. And then if you want a youngster in who could, act, who is kind of like Casco, I mean, a way how she reminds you of just being just going up front time, you can get Zaira Moreno. It'll be her first, if she does play, it'll be her first time playing in the league at such a young age of 16. And I feel like as a youngster, he's kind of turning heads, really. And everyone's like, she could be um, one of the future players to be starting for America Feminine. So just really, this entire midfield, it's perfect. And not to mention one more, Vero Perez. When she was starting, when she was starting for us from day one against Cruz Azul, she was playing really well. She was she was taking every single set piece, corners if you need to. If it's a free kick, it was most likely going to end up either in the goalie's hands, but in the terms of the goalie having to block that ball out to make sure not go in. And she even happens to get her get the rebound off at time, just go right up front and then put it right back in. So really this midfield, really interesting to what you have. And when you put them in, they give it their all, regardless if they're playing the full 90, 45, 30, 20, 10, whatever mitts you give them, they play with 110%, which is what you love to see from um, the midfield. Definitely. And then you touched upon it a little bit, too. I think the depth that this bench has is important coming into these uh, these two games, especially the first one. I think that we're going to see a couple of alterations and a little bit of rotation regarding, you know, it's all going to be based on how the game is going, right? If America's winning, I think we're going to see a much more defensive uh, substitutions being made. That's when I think you're going to see, you know, uh, 
Hernandez come in and, and you know, we're going to see uh, maybe, um, you know, other players come off the bench. Maybe we fall back to a back five. I mean, you know, it, it, it's all going to be depending up in the air, you know, for level. We need to find that goal. Uh, we could see a, a lot more, you know, offensive substitutions like, you know, Molina, uh, Jen, you know, but but I think just naming these players off the bat and you thinking to yourself and you look at over at the bench and you think, wow, there's quality players that can come in and change the game. And I think that's an important thing that this America roster has. And we knew it coming into the season that, hey, this America team has depth, something that this America side maybe has lacked in the past couple of years. But now they, there is actual depth in here that can change the game. Uh, in an instance. So I think that this is really good. This is really positive. And at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the ladies to go out there, play the game that uh, uh, kind of, you know, indicates for them to do. And them too, they're professional players. There's a reason why they're in this situation. They've earned it. They've definitely, you know, tested the waters and they've gotten themselves into this situation. So it's now, it's up to them to go out there and find the game, you know, take the game to Monterrey. Don't sit back too much. Don't give them too much space. It's one thing to respect the rival and have that respect for them, but it's another thing to be a little bit too cautious and a little bit too respectful in the in in the matter of you know letting them have a little bit too much of the ball. Uh, at the end of the day, you're at home. Take that advantage because at the because look, you know these chances only come once in a lifetime, especially for some of these ladies. You know we'll see what happens at the end of the at the end of the season. What you know whether we keep all of them or some of them are going to come and go. But at the end of the day, you're in the moment. Take the opportunity right now. Um, and take the game to, to Monterrey and go out there, you know, score your goals. Cause really it's really up in, uh, it's really at their disposal. Just so. re- yet. Yeah, really. It's just the midfield. You're kind of like the Mozarts pretty much. You're the one that's orchestrating everything in midfield and creating the place for your teammates. So it's feel like it's, it's one of those things that like, you're looking at teams and you're looking at midfields. I feel the Fords. They cannot always do everything by themselves. They can't be in midfield, get the ball away, and they just go run up ahead by themselves. They need the midfield. They need that support pretty much. So when they get that, when the midfields get the ball, they're going to be the ones searching for the searching for one of their teammates or creating the play for a, for their team to get everyone in ball. Which I feel like the midfielders they have to play. They have to play in big roles. So players like you know, like Monse Hernandez, Hanna Gutierrez. If we do get to see Jen play, players like her, and even in offense, if we do happen to see Jene Gonzalez or Diana Casas, which is players we haven't seen play in a while, they can use some of their offensive capabilities as well to move up with the ball in order to help um, search um, a, um, a pass for their teammates or build or create something up for it. So it's just really the midfield. It's really important for them to have a big game against um, Rayales because it's pretty much... You're in the semifinals. You're just two games away from the two biggest games of your career. So right now, it's really think of what's ahead, and you need to pretty much play 100 with the 110 percent. Play with your team's colors and do your very best that you possibly can to help um your teammates um win this game and your team um win to get all um into the final round. No, yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you, Adrian. Talking about two games, we'll briefly touch upon the second leg in just a moment. But before we do, let's wrap up this first leg preview and give me your prediction for Friday's match. Friday's match. You know, I got a 2-1 victory going for America Feminine. I'll have Marlene Campa scoring a goal, and I'm going to have Daniela Espinosa scoring a goal for us. 
2 1 victory does not fill me with much confidence because that is an away goal for Rayadas. Um, and we cannot allow that. But AJ, I feel where you're coming from. And still, a victory is a victory. And like I mentioned, a result of that caliber would mean the world to us. So, with that said, I'm going with an America 2, Rayadas 0. I think we can pull it off. I think we can definitely get the clean sheet. I think we can surprise them, get two goals, uh, maybe an early goal, meaning that we're, you know, pushing, uh, we're forcing Monterrey to open themselves more up, throw more bodies up. And I think later down the road, we'll see a little bit more of tired legs and some of these kind of substitutions might pay dividends and we can see a late goal for America. And if Marcarelli is in beast mode the way that she continues to be, I think that we will hold off to the clean sheet and hopefully have a two-goal cushion going into Rayada Stadium, which will be an important one because, AJ, that second leg is not going to be a walk in the park by no means necessary. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But beforehand, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't checked them out, make sure you guys do so. They're selling some amazing, amazing gear for you guys to wear, whether it's this amazing Eagle Eye podcast training kit, whether it's, you know, abundance of other different teams in Liga Mickey's. Make sure you guys go check them out. They're doing amazing stuff. And uh, yeah, we're really loving every single thing that they're putting out. If you guys do like or enjoy anything that you guys see and you want to purchase something, make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. AJ, are we ready to talk second half? I mean, I not am. second half, second leg. I am um, ready. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not let's not go with the premises of saying that America has already won the first leg because we ha- we don't know where things stand in that aspect. So let's try something a little bit different here, AJ. Let's talk about what the ladies need to do regardless of the result going into Monterrey, right? Because it's a bit premature for us to say that there is a certain scoreline that's going to be happening or we even know how the game is going to kind of unfold, which makes our job a little bit more difficult if I'm being quite frank with you. But talk to me, regardless of what happens in America's matchup in the first leg, how would you plant yourself in the second match if you were America? Defense. Defense is very key because the last time we played Rayadas in the Ligia at home, we made a crucial mistake in blowing a 2-0 lead. We conceded a penalty in the 72nd minute, which Rebecca Bernat put away. And then in the 90th minute, um, Rayas happened to get another goal. And then in the away leg, when they played the Sada Banco Med, they scored in the 12th minute. That was not good. We were already just conceding something early as that. And then in the 19th minute, J.D. Gutierrez committed an auto goal, which already at that oh, point, God. yeah. <laughs> I was watching that video. I'm just like, you cannot be serious. So it's that thing that the defense needs to be as tight as possible. As I mentioned before, Mascherelli communicate with their defenders and the defenders communicate with one another. There's a spot open. Tell that player, I'm going to eat the, um, watch that spot. It's like, I'm going to fill this spot in slightly, but be careful. It's one of those things where the defense needs to be soft because we have seen from time and time again, I make a feminine while we have a solid defense. We do make tiny little mistakes, whether it's from a set piece where the defense is just all over the place and we cannot tell where the ball is even at 
or we give the player way too much space and then they can have a shot and it's either we have to leave it to our goalkeeper or if that ball is way too high up and it's going top bins, you're going to maybe need to let that ball go. And since in this case, we're playing away, you do not want to give away a goal and get the home team comfortable immediately, especially early as in the 12th minute because when Ayala scored in that 12th minute, they were just going at it with America Femini. America Femini would just essentially frustrate to the point that Guayar pretty much had to sub out defender for another defender because that defender was not doing their job properly. So that's one of these you definitely don't want to be using up early. It's early substitutions where specifically has to be a defense or it has to be a midfielder for a defensive midfielder and he had to tell him to play back so we could play like a one with five defenders. So it's this, this thing really... If we do happen to have a lead, we need to keep that lead. And what we really need to do, have that defense come up big. You can do that, and we can frustrate right as we mentioned before, which I feel is what we want to do. Throw them out of their mojo. Frustrate them as much as we possibly can. If we can get the opportunity to go up, to go up and get a shot on target, go for it. If we can't, just be solid in defense. This also goes to the midfield as well. They can defend. We got play. We have essentially a right midfielder who used to play as a left back in Hannah Gutierrez, which she can defend. Eva Gonzalez, with her playing as a center midfielder, she's a center defensive midfielder who can throw herself and go all out defense on Rayas fight to get the ball away from them. And then pretty much, if that ball's able to get away, you got Cascovas and Monza that could just go up at that point, really, and go and do the and do their part in offense and get that ball rolling up front. So, really, at the end of the day, just defense has got to be tight. If we can do that, we should be fine for the most part. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. And you just mentioned, right, defense has to be as solid. And because of that, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Jocelyn, right? I, I think it's to say, without a doubt, that she is the best defender we have in this team, right? I mean, the defense has looked a whole different defense ever since she slotted in there. And she's come up big in moments where, you you know, you wouldn't have expected it. And she needs to continuously have that kind of physical battle with the Rayadas players and say, look, I'm going to be a fortress. I'm going to be a wall. You will not, and you shall not pass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that has to be Jocelyn. Uh, and she... I know she just came into this team and I know that she has just only, you know, uh, one regular season under her belt, but she has to come up and be a leader in this defense. She has to start communicating. She has to be the one pointing the finger. She has to be the one moving the the pieces around. Um, and it's not to discredit anything that the defenders next to her uh, do or, 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 you know, especially with the time that they have been at America, but I just feel like she has an advantage, not just a literal height advantage, but she has kind of an advantage that she is such a versatile player, such a talented defender that is capable of defending, attacking, being physical, being light on her feet. Like she can do almost everything that you ask of her. And I think it's important that she goes out there and she, you know, finds a way to do exactly what you said, AJ, frustrate this Rayadas offense, frustrate this Rayadas team. Um, and there's going to be moments where this game's going to get a little chippy and she's going to have to be physical. She's going to have to cover the ball. She's going to have to use her body and she's just going to have to, you know, get in under the players, skin and just kind of, you know, she's going to have to take some elbows. She's going to have to take some fouls, but that's okay because I think she can handle it. She can definitely take it. 
Um, and like I mentioned, she has to be a critical, critical piece of this America victory. Uh, and and it's, it's not to say that, you know, regardless of the fact, if America comes into this match with a victory, nothing changes. The fact is that it's still 0-0 at their stadium. You have to go in there as a new game and a new challenge and see it as from a perspective of like, okay, it's 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 zero zero on the scoreboard, and I have to do everything to get out there and get the result that I need to get. Um, and we'll see if America is capable of doing. But I do see that this America side. I don't expect them to play as you know two por two in uh, Rayadas' stadium. Um, I, I do feel like that is exactly when Coyar is going to be. Look, we are going to be as defensive as possible. We're going to try to shut everything down. We're going to have ten defenders in the box, and we're going to have one offensive player, Danny, doing whatever she can do. But um, I think that if America is smart and if America is capable of doing, like you mentioned, AJ, frustrating the Rayada side, we're going to get a couple of good counters. We're going to get a couple of good chances. And all America needs to do is just put one away, one in the back of the net, and it turns the game on its head. No doubt about this defense. Everyone needs to play a big role. But like, as you mentioned, especially Jocelyn, she has a height of six foot. And she can defend. She could slide type. She get her foot on the ball. She use her body. Whatever it is, there's even a point where she could pretty much dribble the ball and juke a for, um a forward on the opposition. She make the one like where the ball goes. So that's something you see from Jocelyn. And she's gonna have a big task in having to cover someone from Arias and Christina Birkenrow, which I mentioned before. She's five ten. That's really tall for a forward. And for defense, they're usually I think around what five 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 three five six, whatever that may be. Christine Burkhardt, you might need to get a defender too well, but if you have someone like Jocelyn, she could probably, she could take her down and know what she needs to do. So I feel like really Jocelyn, she needs to have a big game. And I feel like especially at set pieces, this is a time where I feel like she should definitely get her head into the ball and score. Because I feel like it should be one of those instances where I'm surprised she only has one goal, and that did come from a set piece that she had, but I feel like she maybe she'd be getting like two, three, four, maybe five goals from this and just alone from set piece because the players we have that can deliver the ball to her from the corners, like Beto Perez or Monte Hernandez, you see that ball connect right to Jocelyn. She doesn't even need to jump at times. She just simply just hands <laughs> it, just, just it right in. And then you just see the goalkeeper essentially flying, trying to save. But no, just really, Jocelyn, she's going to have a really big jump, as you mentioned. She's going to actually have to act like the heart of defense because you're playing as a center back. Yes, you have Moni, who we see as another captain on this side, but she's covering the right-hand side, really. She can't always be the one having to go in as a center back. Then you have players like Anagabi, who's been supporting Monica since day one when this team first started. She knows what she needs to do, but she, like you mentioned, she lacks a little bit of height, but she's still tall and like 5'7", but you have a player like Josu who could support her in this case when it has to come down to taking out a defender. And then in the left-back position, too, where Selena Velera or Jimena Rios, they, these girls, they know what they have to do in a left-back position. But it's the matter where you can't be like you usually, like you usually are against a team like Rayas, where like you see our left-backs and right-backs just going up front, just having a field day. It's not the case of Rayas, because you do that one simple little mistake, it's going to hurt really badly. And all you're going to just see is a bunch of Rayada players in blue and white just run down the pitch and just and then just pass the ball to one another. So it's just really in this case, defenses really need to come up big. Like we mentioned, there's players, you got Monica Rodriguez, Marcela Valera, Selena Valera, Ana Gabi, Jimena Rios, Jocelyn. Whichever defender this, uh, that is playing on the field, they need to defend with their hearts. Plays as if like it was their last game for this team before going to Europe. 
I want these girls to play with their hearts out and defend. Especially not the master. She knows what she needs to do. She's got to save every single ball. Pretty much. She needs to be the brick wall of this team. And along with their defense acting as another brick wall right in front of her. So really, these defenders, they know what they got to do. And these names, you always hear their names left and right in the list when it comes to some of the most solid defenders in this league. And if it is the time to then prove it against a team like Rayadas to why they're some of the best defenders in this league. And not to know this great that I asked, they also have a really solid defense as well. So really, it's kind of like in this case, it's like a clash of the defense to see which defense could beat the other defense at the end. And as you mentioned before, I mean, defense wins you championships. And that's really important. That's really important for this America Feminine side. If they can cover up those silly mistakes that they've done in the regular season and throw it behind and act and act as if this league is a whole different season where they no longer make those mistakes, this is the time now. If you can frustrate Rayas and play out of your minds and defense, you're going to get this team to the finals and play against whoever you have to play to earn that second title in your, in your club's history. Yep. I, I, I think you put it perfectly. I mean, the ladies are going to have to go out there and be as disciplined as possible, um, play a very well-rounded game. And look, I'm not saying that they have to have the most perfect game in the world, but that would help a lot if they did to secure a spot into the final. But AJ, I think we've talked enough about this game. I think we've hyped it up enough. We just can't wait for the ball to start rolling and for us to start watching these ladies play. Give me your prediction for Monday's game, which will be live and to the NA as well, correct? Um, I like to assume because it is a Monday. I would like to say so, but if not, we could expect America Femi to also put the link up as well, just like they did earlier today. So you could probably catch the game on there. If not, then well, time for me to um get my goggles on and my little um diving gear and search into the web to find out to find a link for this match. So definitely. And we will let you guys know if there is a link or if it is going to be live via through the end. But that match is going to be 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 central, 10 Eastern. That is right. That is a late p.m. Lady Aguilas game. We love it here because that means most of us should be out of work already and <laughs> should be able to watch this game. So we're excited. We're ready to go. And AJ, give me your prediction. Uh, my prediction. Should I also mention the lineup if any changes happen? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, for the most part, I'd say it will usually have the same lineup, but we have seen in the past where Cuellar, if something happens to do go wrong that first leg, the only difference I may see in this roster is on left back, we would change that in about that out for Jimena Rios if she is 100%. And in the center defense, and then in midfield, if we need to be more defensive and we're going to go 4 4 2, but defense, I'd say you would take Gas out, which I feel it's a really hot take. And we put in Vero Perez in. So really, that probably would be the only changes, but that's really about it. You're mostly off the same lineup in the first leg. And for my prediction, I got a 1-0 victory going for America Feminine. I'm going with the goal this time. I'm having Eva Gonzalez scoring this one, actually. I'm feeling gosh, she could score a banger once again and have me screaming on the top of my lungs and make me jump out my couch. So Well, let's, let's hope that comes to fruition. That would be a really, really good result for the ladies. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit. Jose Sepulveda said important 
it, sorry, important not to give up a visitor goal. That is key. Yes, like we mentioned earlier in the show, mm-hmm. that is the most important thing. A clean sheet is going to prove vital to these ladies if and when they can actually keep it come tomorrow. And come Monday, my prediction is a 1-1 draw at Monterrey. And uh, I mean, I would still think that's a pretty good result for the ladies. It's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be, up to them to get it. Like I mentioned, if you get that first goal, you frustrate Monterrey, then you, you're fine. You've gotten that away goal, and now you leave it up to the hands of Monterrey and the Rayadas to do something about, you know, the result. And they're going to have to be the ones chasing it, and ultimately, they're going to be the ones that are going to be more tired at the end of this. All right, AJ, anything else to add on before we wrap up the show? Um, yes, yeah, some news in Coapa. So, um, for America Feminine, um, COVID 19 testing was done today and all results came back negative. So, no one's got a case of COVID, which is really good paying into these upcoming um matches against Rayadas. Awesome, perfect COVID test coming back nice and clean, and looks like everyone is off and ready to go. And that's exactly what we are going to be ready to do as well on Friday. AJ is going to have you guys cover all things Lady Agadas over on our Twitter account. Make sure you guys go follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. We'll have you guys up to date with everything going on in that matchup against Rayadas at home at the Estadio Azteca. And then, of course, Monday we'll have you guys again all covered on all things minute by minute in Rayadas Stadium. And so, hopefully. We are celebrating next week, AJ, with some very good and positive news. For the ladies out there, by any chance, if any of you guys are listening, we are very proud of you. We are behind you. We are knowing that you are just at the cusp of making history in an America jersey. And we hope that you guys take the advantage and take the opportunity to go out there and prove yourselves once again that this is and will always continue to be the biggest, largest institution there is, not just in Mexico, but all North America. All right, AJ. Thank you again for coming out, my friend. Thank you for uh, another good episode of Lady Aguilas here. Thank you so much, Iron. As always, you already know. I'm always really excited to always cover anything America Feminine related. I'm just really excited for these upcoming matches because I didn't cry for the men's team, and I straight up might cry if we end up going to the final or we do lose. But I'm feeling very confident that America Feminine can pull off these victories and book their ticket to the finals and get that second title. Definitely. Well, you guys ready here first. AJ has confirmed that he will be shedding tears, whether they're tears of joy or tears of pain. We will have to find out on Monday, but make sure you guys come back and tune in next week as we'll have you guys covered on all of that and what happens in those two matchups. All right, AJ, thank you again. Thank you so much to everyone. Again, thank you so much. As Christian would say, favorite time of the week, talking all things America, whether it's ladies or men's, but definitely right now because of the ladies being in the Ligia. All right, then to everyone watching this, thank you so much to everyone listening. Thank you again to our sponsors, Foot Called. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys use that discount code at check out uh and then yeah that pretty much wraps it up for us we'll be back like i mentioned next week stay safe out there please wear your masks and as always arriba america ladies and gentlemen this was another production of the eagle eye podcast the number one source for all things club america in english make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at eagle eye podcast and get all the latest news and coverage And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.